Hey, it's Catherine, and you're listening to another episode of Murder and Mediumship. I am further exploring more of the intuitive side and the psychic mediumship side of this podcast this week, as I wanted to talk about something that a lot of people say over the course, a lot of people have said over the course of my career so far as a professional psychic medium, and that is that they too feel like they have gifts that they shut off because they were afraid of it as a child or they had bad experiences that put them off, turned them off to using their ability. Um, A lot of people think that if you learn to connect that you're opening yourself up to a lot of more like dangerous experiences or that it's possible that you're going to experience things that you did as more than likely a child that scares you. So when you're a kid, number one, you're more susceptible to interaction with spirit or to being kind of, I don't want to say a target because it sounds like it's a bad thing. It's easier for children to connect or to see or hear spirit because of the fact that they are not taught, they they haven't learned yet that it's like weird or taboo to connect with spirit like that, or that it's even something that not everybody does, right? So a lot of professional psychics and mediums, you'll hear them say, well, I always thought that like everybody saw things like I saw them. You don't realize until you're older and you start sharing experiences or you have that one story that you share maybe with a friend and then you end up feeling embarrassed or or like you were made fun of for sharing such a story, okay? So when I was a kid, I had a handful of experiences that really shook me and scared me. And one of them, when I was around 12 years old, I remember I was walking home from ironically playing ghost in the graveyard with a bunch of friends and I went to run up my driveway and standing in front of, I've told this story before on here, but maybe if you haven't heard it, cool. If you have, go ahead and fast forward like 30 seconds. So I remember seeing this person just standing in front of my neighbor's house who did not look like he belonged there. He was in overalls. He had kind of like a little bit longer hair. He had um, just like this like translucent, like bluish kind of blue gray look to him. And I looked at him and I, I just like locked my eyes on him. And I was like, that's not really there, but that's really there. And I remember being really freaked out by it and like, power running into the rest, like the rest of the way up the driveway into the house. It wasn't a very long driveway. I have never been a runner. I just want to note that. Uh, So I get inside and remember just being really shaken because every time I looked back, like he was there and then all of a sudden he was gone. There's nowhere really for him to go from where he was standing to just like poof, disappear like that. That's exactly what happened. And then fast forwarding, we probably around the same time, actually, We had a lot of experiences when my mom had been gifted this cuckoo clock from Germany that was crafted during World War II, I believe. And we had things happening like the clock would hang on the wall and it would chime 13 times or it would chime like an incessant number of times and then it wouldn't chime on time ever. Uh, She took it to the clock repair shop. They put it up on the wall. They wound it and it worked perfectly fine. She's like, well, what the heck? So she brought it back, put it on the wall wound it, worked for a little bit, then it stopped keeping time again. But it never, even when it was working and keeping time, it would chime funny, it would cuckoo at like the oddest hours. It was just not ever, it it was just, it never, it never worked. And it was always just like something about it that sat wrong with me. And I remember one day, 
telling the clock. I know how dumb that sounds. Like, fully aware. You do not need to be like, did she really just say that she told a clock something? Yes, she in fact did. But I told the clock that because, you know, I was a big bad teenager, that it was stupid, that it was effing stupid, and I I gave it the middle finger. That night, I had a lamp in the middle of the night land on my head. It was one of those tall aqua stick lamps with like the heavy, it was like a heavy blue base and this tall aqua stick lamp that like blew bubbles or whatever and changed different colors at night. So that fell on top of my head. It was sitting on the ground next to the bed, never moved it, never did anything really with it. It just sat there doing what lights do, right? And it fell over and smacked me in the head. And I woke up again in the morning and I remember looking at it and being like, Okay, that really happened because it was sitting like off kilter then at that point on top of nail polish. And I will never forget getting hit with that and being like, what the hell just happened? And then not long after that, I had speakers sitting on these shelves that were granted too small for um, to be sitting up there, but they just randomly like the speakers just like flew off the wall, just poof, both of them just fell gone. They were on separate shelves too. So that was right around the same time that I had told the clock that I thought it was really dumb. And do I think it's the clock itself? No. But I do think that the clock has a really heavy energy that it carries with it, a very negative energy. So, and and you know what? Years later, it was the wildest thing. I had a psychic from Rochester, New York, ask me if my mom had a cuckoo clock that she keeps in the house because it was a, it was a dark portal or something. And I remember just being, I was floored. So anyway, this is not the point. The point here is that I have definitely had experiences as a child hearing um, someone like running down the stairs or up the stairs. There was an experience where my parents' house has like four bedrooms upstairs and a bathroom that's like kind of uh, on, on the back wall and the bedrooms are on the side. And it's like a perfect square up there. Okay. So if you come up the stairs, you can walk straight into the bathroom or there's bedrooms. And the one night I had gone to bed, I was I had to be 21 because I think I had just come back from being out with friends, but um, having a couple of drinks. But I mean, I was the driver that night, so there, it's not like I was intoxicated or anything. So I laid down in bed and all the doors upstairs were closed and this like wind just like flew up the stairs and you could hear it rattle each door. And it was like it circulated the, the, the upstairs area, that square before it went down. It was wild. And I remember texting my sister and being like, are you awake? <laughs> she goes, she's in the room across from me, right? And I'm, like I said, I'm 21. So she's got to be like 18, I think at this point, <laughs> 19, something like that. And I texted her and I said, do you want to come sleep in my room? <laughs> like, we're adults pretty much like baby adults, but definitely not children. And she came into the room and she stayed the night in there with me because we were scared. So, I mean, it really freaked us out. Lots of experiences like that. Um, I would hear a music box in my grandma's house on my dad's side. And then the my grandma's house on my mom's side is a totally different story. That could be its own episode about how freaky that house was and the number of things that happened there. So as a child, I definitely learned to be afraid of all things paranormal. Um, as a teenager, I started to dive into tarot a little bit and I ended up finally, like I kind of forgot about it. Like I was the weird kid who made witches brew in the backyard and read about tarot and was obsessed with the Salem witch trials, like stuff like that. Right. So anyway, um, the crucible was like one of my all time favorite. Well, I won't say books because I feel like it was well and play, but uh, the movie was great. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. And I digress. As a young person, my gift scared me. I didn't realize that it was even a gift. I just thought that I was like 
a weird kid or like I, I saw things that were weird. I always really connected with like the sixth sense, that kind of thing. But I also had no idea that you could turn it off. Right. So after a number of years, it just, I stopped utilizing it. And I mean, I could tell so many stories about the things that happened, but I stopped connecting for whatever reason. I, I don't really know why that happened. Um, and when I was 29, it's when I met my mentor, but when I met her, I asked like, is this going to be, is this going to open me up to more things that could potentially hurt me? Um, told her like some of my experiences and she told me you will feel more, more empowered than you have ever felt in your entire life. If you allow yourself to open up and learn to control and handle your gifts. And I thought, you know, I mean, she's going to show me how to do all of that. So I went for it. And since learning to connect intentionally and to disconnect intentionally, I have never felt more protected and safe than I have in my entire life. Um, just knowing that I have the power to completely block out spirit or to invite spirit to conversation or to connect to my guides or what have you. So it's really all about learning your boundaries. It's about setting boundaries, almost like you would with business hours. Uh, the one thing that I do before I go to bed, I say, and it depends on the night, but more often than not, I'll say I'm not open to connecting tonight. I desire a good, restful night of sleep, and I don't want to be in communication with anyone. And that helps to not receive messages while you sleep so that you wake up feeling more rested. So for those of you who have vivid dreams all night and wake up feeling like you never actually went to bed, that can help you with that. Um, second to that, if you're saying, okay, I am available for connection, only connecting with um, energies of my highest good and of highest compassion, and you ask for the protection of your ancestors, your guides, whomever it is that you desire to connect with to keep you safe in that time. The other thing is when you're setting the intention to connect, it's asking for all messages. And this is actually the phrasing I learned from a Gabby Bernstein masterclass years ago, but calling on all energies of your highest good and highest compassion. And that ensures that you're not connecting to anything with maybe malicious intent, negative energy, low vibration, and learning to to kind of to raise your vibration to be in a good place mentally when you are connecting, especially for other people, especially to spirit on the other side, um, like past loved ones and that sort of thing. Other than that, I, I mean, I've had two experiences since learning to do this professionally that shook me and kind of freaked me out. And beyond that, I haven't had anything that has been overwhelming or even compares to what my experiences were prior to taking ownership of this gift and, and learning how to use it and when to use it and how not to use it. So just for example, I had someone a while ago connect with me and it felt like they used a pseudonym. I wasn't really sure that they were giving me the, their real name. I wasn't really sure just about their energy in general. I felt like I should have canceled the reading and I didn't listen to myself. So I went through with it and it was a phone reading, not over Zoom. And we were chatting and she essentially sent, like connected me with a very dark and heavy energy. And I won't get into it too much because it kind of freaks me out to talk about, to be completely honest. So I'm not going to, I mean, I don't like to give power to things like that to begin with by talking about them and, and creating fear around them and that sort of thing. But she sent me an energy that was definitely not from this world, which I realize again, sounds a little bonkers, but it absolutely was. And 
when it looked at me, I immediately averted my eyes. I looked down and I called like every person I know who I am friends with who works with energy. And that's a lot of people now in my social circle, but I called and I was like, look, this is what happened. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. And we we took care of it very quickly. The thing is that when you have a community or you work with a mentor, you have people who can support you and help you through these things rather than just doing it on your own. And that's the importance of having this experience with other people, sharing this experience with other people as you learn to connect. Another thing I really, really believe in is learning from the very beginning before you even work on connecting intentionally. It's learning how to set those boundaries, how to ground yourself, how to raise your vibration, all of the things that I teach in in Intuitive Development 101, uh, which again starts on March 7th, shameless plug here at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that class basically covers everything that you need to know at a ground level from like the ethics of connecting as an intuitive medium, as a psychic medium, the uh, like the process, so to speak. There's not really a, a process, but the process that that would definitely help you in connecting and in connecting safely. And then we practice connecting as a psychic and we see what our ability is to connect as a medium if if you have that ability or if you don't, whatever. Um the whole idea behind it is that once you have this ability to turn your your connection to spirit on and off, you're able to really start growing in your trust of your own intuition. And that will serve you in a god multitudes of ways. It's not just about connecting to talk to loved ones on the other side or to do this as a career. It's about learning that you can trust the information that you receive pertaining to your own life, whether it's health and wellness, whether it's your instincts about people in your life, in in your life, in your life, or your instincts around literally anything, just like, hey, I should take a different way home today. And then there's that accident that you avoid or, or whatever. So learning to set these boundaries, learning to connect in a healthy and safe way. It doesn't just give you the opportunity to connect with spirit. It gives you the opportunity to really build a a bigger trust in your sense of self and a bigger connection with more of like what your purpose, what you feel like your purpose is in this life and, and how you take care of yourself and how you relate and connect to the world around you. It's a really big deal to learn to sit in your peace and to trust that you will only be guided to anything and everything of your highest good and highest compassion. And that's not to say that there's not negative things or like quote bad things out there. Of course there is. There there absolutely is. We live in a world of duality. Where there's good, there is evil. Where there's evil, there is good. And it's always going to be that way. But you have the power to choose who and what it is that you interact with. And you do so wisely. I don't mess with anything that I don't have enough knowledge on, number one, and learning to cut my ties energetically to any energies that I connect with or any people that I connect with, to cut your ties, to cleanse your energy, to take good care of yourself in in the way of energetic hygiene. It's more important than really anything when it comes down to connecting and how to do so in a helpful and empowering way. If you are curious at all about tips on how to connect and, and how to take better care of like your energetic hygiene and, and things like that, and I'll do an episode on energetic hygiene actually because that is so important. We definitely want to talk about that. 
If you're looking for any kinds of resources, check out my Instagram on the reels, on the highlight reels. On the highlights, there's a bunch of book recommendations. Some of them are about spirits. Some of them are more self-help. Some of them are just good reads. But check that out. There's always books on there that I recommend for anything to do with learning how to connect and how to identify what your gifts are and that sort of thing. Second to not understanding that it's not dangerous and that it will actually empower you rather than create more fear or bring you harm. Second to that, one of the the main things that I hear from people is that they don't know why they can't connect anymore. And there's something that you have decided along the way at some point that it was unsafe or not in your best interest to connect to your intuition to your highest good to to spirit to whatever whoever it is that you're looking to connect with and when you decided that it wasn't safe you essentially blocked it off because it was it was protecting yourself so if you desire to turn it back on it literally starts with practice like this you really have to throw yourself into trusting that it will come back if you allow it to and sometimes it helps to more pin, to pinpoint more of exactly what it is what the fear is that's holding you back from exploring your intuition more or from fully trusting it and engaging with it. And that's another thing that one of the first two days of class we work on, and that's what is the fear that's holding you back? We identify it. I give you tools to help you release it and to recognize it when it comes back because it's never as simple as just letting it go one time. Our fears continue to resurface throughout our lives, even if they're the same fear over and over or a similar fear. So learning how to diminish that fear and to move through the fear and grow through the fear is really important when it comes to learning how to trust your intuition. So if you have any worries about learning more about spirit or connecting more with spirit because you're fearful that it could bring you to a harmful place that maybe you were last in when you were connecting with spirit or when you had these experiences, just remember that you are the one in charge of your energy, that you are the one in charge of your experience, and that you at any time have the ability to shut it down and get out of whatever your situation is. So I would implore you to explore a little bit more And if you are interested in learning more with a mentor in place, then absolutely head on over to my site and grab a seat in the next intuitive development course. I don't think I'll be hosting another one until after summertime. So it does start March 7th. We are down to the final couple of, well, day or two before it really starts. And if you're hearing this after March 7th and it's only been about a week or so that's gone by, you can still get into the class. The replay will be available for you from the very first class. I can't wait to see what kind of people and who all shows up to the class. It's always an interesting assortment of people who connect together very well and grow and encourage each other along the way. And it's always a magical experience and a lot of fun and a lot of sarcasm, a lot of jokes, a lot of um, evening me, which is more disoriented and a little bit more ADHD. So you get to have just a little taste of me at the end of the night. And it's definitely always fun. So head on over to that site, book a reading if you have more questions that you would like to uh, clarify on a more personal or intimate level. And I hope you guys are all taking good care of yourselves. Don't forget to take a step back where you need to take a step back this week and trust that you are being led in the right direction for where you are right now in your life. All right, y'all stay safe and take care of yourself and each other.